everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. This is how we know we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commandments. This is love for God to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone, not some, everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that's overcome the world? He who, has be, he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. This is the one who came by water and by blood. Jesus Christ. Did not come by water alone, but by water and blood. And it's the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that testify. The Spirit, the water, the blood. And these three are in agreement. We accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. Anyone who believes in the son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he's not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in the Son. And he who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I've got to tell you something. That's heavy-duty talk. That is very heavy-duty talk. When you get into Scripture like this, we are no longer floundering. It's no longer wishy-washy. It's no longer maybe kisas, who knows. It's very subtle. If you have the sun, you have life. And if you don't have the sun, you don't have life. So the issue of life is to have the sun. So Jesus becomes the greatest urgency on the face of the earth. And that's why we don't want to present religions. We don't want to present denominations. We don't want to present uh, religious customs. We don't want to present uh, our own ideas. We don't want to present our plan of holiness. That's not what God has sent us out to present. We must present the Savior. We must present the Son of God. He is the living seed that transforms a life. Now once he's in, he'll then start to work out the plan for your life. You know, we, we, sometimes we, the religious people, we want to work out the plan. We'll get you into shape. We think we're a spiritual Jack LaLanne's, you know. We set up the machinery and we say, you run this path with us and you'll make it. It's not the way it goes. It's not the way it goes. It's the spirit that discerns our need. It's the word that supplies our need. And this is the way it goes. And the truth is that Jesus is the son of God. And this is why, John is so clear about this. John is so clear about it. He says, 
If they don't confess that Jesus is the Son of God, hey, they don't belong to us. That's why Jehovah Witnesses do not belong to us. The last time I said this, somebody almost beat me up after the service. But that's okay. I, I can take a lot of beating. You see, I'm strong. Not to say big. Okay. Uh, but they don't. They will accept Jesus as a prophet. They will accept Jesus as a, as a, as a leader, as a teacher. They will accept him as, as part of history, Jewish history. Uh, but they will not tell you that his blood washes whiter than snow. They will not tell you that on the cross, on the cross, he died to save us. And that that salvation comes through his redemption. Redemption is important, folks. And it only comes through Calvary. I, I, I don't like to knock. You know I don't. But the scripture in this particular portion of scripture it lets us know whoever does not declare that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, it's, it, it is not of the Spirit. And this is exactly what the Word of God says. And this is why it's important that our faith be confirmed by the Word, not confirmed by what people think, not confirmed by denominations, not to confirm by religious groups, confirmed by the truth of the Gospel. Now let me go on and, and, and explain this truth to you only as I see it in the Word. Uh, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. Whoever believes that he is the Son of God. Now you say, you say but there are a lot of people that don't really mean it. The Scripture says to us, and it says it loud and clear, and I want you to hear it. No one can call Jesus Lord but by the Spirit. In other words, the day that Jesus becomes your Lord, the day that he enters your heart and that truth becomes yours, I share this with you very carefully. He is your Lord. The day that truth is yours, the Son of God has been born within you. And it's the Spirit that reveals truth. I can't reveal it. That's why I can't sit and prepare a sermon uh, for the people over here in terms of mentality. I can't prepare a sermon for the people over here mentality. I, I can't go uh, the run of the mill. I can't. Why? Because I, all I have to do is to bring forth truth, the deliverer of truth, the revealer of truth, the impactor with truth is the Holy Spirit. No one else. And that's why a sermon is cut up into a million pieces and the Holy Spirit gives you your piece and you leave with something that maybe someone else never even dreamed of. That didn't even, didn't even phase them in, in the delivery of the sermon. But they took home something that was for them. So the one that cuts up the pie is the Holy Spirit. And he does a very good job of it because he knows what we need and when we knew, need it. It goes on and it says... This is how we know that we love the children. This is how we, I'm sorry. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commandments. In other words, we must carry out the commandments of the Lord. And, and you can only do that by love. Isn't it something? When you don't like someone, anything they say to you bothers you. Isn't it the truth? They can say the nicest thing in the world to you and you've got an attitude. 
because you don't like them. And it's very hard to make something uh, taste good when you, when you don't like the deliverer. And this is why uh, we've got to be so careful. Now listen to what the Word of God said. This, uh, we've got to, uh, it, loving is what makes the delivery beautiful. Loving is what places our heart in a position of acceptance. When you love someone, my mother used to say, cuando me aman, aunque me digan perro muerto. If they love me, they can even call me a dead dog. Why? Because love is so overpowering. And when you're sure of someone's love, when you're sure of someone's love, no matter what they say, you let it ride because you're sure of it. Now God tells us this love, verse 3, this love for God to obey, this is, this is love for God to obey his commandments. In other words, if you really love God, you'll obey his commandments. And when you find it so hard to obey God, to obey his commandments, it's because you don't really love him. You know, folks, there are three steps in life. There's called the introduction. There is called the getting acquainted. And then there's called the place of intimacy. And I'm not necessarily talking about love or sweethearts or romancing. I'm talking about in our own life. There are people that you see on the street and you say hi to. You can't stop because you have nothing to say to them. Can't hold a deep conversation because you, you wouldn't know what to, you'd have nothing to share. Because they're, they're the high people. The people that live in your building. What do you sit and say, my husband was such a dog last night. Uh, I mean, he really. I mean, the people look at you and say, she's crazy. No, no, they're just high people. The weather's nice. Uh, did you go out yesterday? Uh, yeah, it, it, dumb talk. Dumb talk. Now, there comes a moment when that person, when you pass the point of, of, of just recognition, there comes a moment when you get to know that person and, uh, and, and the knowledge of the person is, is, is favorable and it's comfortable. Okay, then you can start a relationship in terms of how do you do. And there might even be a moment where you're invited to dinner to someone's house or invited to dinner to someone's that, That's all right. But then there's a third step, which is a step that's different from all of them. That's intimacy. Where somehow or other, you've grasped from that friend that they care. You've grasped from them, not only do they care, but they, they are honestly interested in helping you. And then there comes a moment where their tenderness and their empathy is of such that when you're really overloaded, you're not afraid to talk to them. Okay? Well, the scripture tells us that in those steps of relationship, it's that last step that's important with us in God. Some people say hi to God on Sunday morning. Walk away. They could never say anything more than hi. Nothing more than hi. There are other people that get slightly involved. They've got kind of a, let's put it this way, they've got activities. So those are the people that do a thing or two. But then there are those people that have a very quiet place where no one sees them and they talk to God.
They have a very quiet time when the word of God becomes their very best friend. I'm talking spiritual now. It's people that they don't need to be turned on to God. They don't need the wiggle of a fast chorus. They don't need the low lights to give them a mmm, mmm, spiritual atmosphere, no. Because somewhere in here, an altar is lit. Somewhere in here, there's rivers of living water. Somewhere in here, they've got living falls greater than Niagara Falls and Victoria Falls in Africa. There's things happening in here. And these people look very serious, very still. They're not touching anybody. They're not doing anything. But they've got a whole action situation going on inside. They've got hallelujahs rolling. They've got glory to God. They've got prayers ascending like laser beams to the throne of God. Why? Well, you see, that's intimacy. That's intimacy. Lord, my son, Lord, my daughter, Lord, my mother, Lord, my brother, Lord, 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 Lord. And all of a sudden, it almost sounds like we're overloading the Lord, but that's okay. Because that's what intimacy is all about. When a little boy runs to his mother, a little boy runs to his father and wants to share a disaster, it's not a disaster. But to them it is. At that age, it is a disaster. That's why we sit still and we take it all in. We let them know we're there. And we even let them know it's a disaster. There's nothing worse than telling your kid, that's nothing. He's half dead and you're saying that's nothing. No, it's nothing to you because you're old and tired. But it's an awful lot to him. He's brand new. And this is new scene. With God, we check the three places. I don't know whether you're a high. I don't know whether you're a hello. It's nice weather outside. Maybe we can get in some ball or something. Away of the, you're one of those that has a hiding place, both physical and spiritual, that touches God all day long. Now let's go on. Now for everyone born of God overcomes the world. You would say to me, Sister Amy, what's the use of having God? Well, there are a lot of pitfalls out there. There are a lot of pitfalls out there. There are pitfalls in which we will trip and fall all the days of our lives. We become overcomers when we know him. And this is important. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. And what's that? Even our faith. Que sencillo. How simple. Our faith. And remember what I said four weeks ago. Faith has 20-20 vision. Faith sees Jesus. Faith tastes Jesus. Faith sees the beauty of Jesus. Faith beholds his strength. Faith beholds his majesty. You see it. It's there. It's yours. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. You say, but Sister Amy, isn't faith the fact that you don't see nothing but you believe? No, no, no. Faith is the assurance of what you don't see. Faith is the confirmation of what you don't see. So if something is assured and confirmed, forget it. You're on board. You're going. Why? 
This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Whoa. Hallelujah. I love that. Born of the Virgin Mary. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. Was dead and buried. Third day he rose again. And he sits on the right hand side of God the Father. From whence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. Oh, Sister Amy, you're reading the creeds. Is that where we've gotten to? No, no, that's the truth. Hey, don't throw out the baby with the water. If you've ever had a common prayer book in your hands, do me a favor. Read it. Get blessed by it. The only difference in the common prayer book and us is that our common prayers just bubble out. You understand? But there are people that are there, they're not bubbling. They got to read it and hope that it'll bubble through the reading. I really mean that. But as far as the, as far as the, the information, it's godly. It's holy. It's powerful. I used to get blessed at Bedford Hills Correctional Facility where I was chaplain. Uh, my, my, my senior chaplain was Episcopalian, so we held the craziest services in the world. Half Episcopalian, half Pentecostal. You know that was a mixture, don't you? But I decided I wasn't going to fight with him, and he decided he wasn't going to fight with me. So we went along together. And that's where I fell in love with the common book of prayer. Fell in love with it. And it says there, say hallelujah, glory be to God in the highest. I said, hallelujah, glory be to God in the highest. You don't even have to tell me. If it says say it five times, I read it five times and said it five times. Let's go on with what the word says. This is the one that came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it's the spirit who testifies because, it's, because the spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the spirit the water and the blood. The water has been accepted as the word. And sometimes they use it as a symbolism of baptism. These are the, these are the testimonies given. Now the scripture says that there is a greater testimony than these. And what is the greatest testimony given? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They witness to the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, God gives us earthly witnesses. And the earthly witnesses that we have are very simple. The, the spirit, the water, and the blood. Okay? Now we've got heavenly witnesses. We've got earthly witnesses. And I've got to tell you something. There's also a few demon witnesses. You want me to tell you their names? The world, the flesh, and the devil. And it's strange, everything goes in triologies, everything goes in threes, everything moves that way. And those three, they say that everything we're saying here today is a lie. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost proved it to us, and I'll tell you how. The Father gave us a plan. The Son says, I'll put it through. The Holy Spirit says, I'll package it. And bring it through. It's the son that will give us the death. And will offer us the lamb that was slain. And he will be that lamb. The perfect lamb. He'll offer the sacrifice that is perfect. 
And it's the Spirit that will be there to confirm the pact of redemption. That's why when Jesus said it was finished, folks, it was finished. There's nothing lacking for people to be saved. We're not waiting for another Savior. We're not waiting for another manifestation. We're not waiting for anything else to happen. It has happened. The Father gave us a plan. The Son uh, brought it to fruition. Uh, and now the Holy Spirit is putting it together. And we will soon see Jesus, a work of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now here on earth there are three that give witness. And it's the Spirit. And it's the water. And it's the blood. And it says, and these three are in agreement. What do they agree upon? Well, they agree upon the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This is it. This is it. We accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God that he has given about his Son. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in his heart. And anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he's not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his Son. God chose to hide it in Jesus. That's why the greatest treasure on earth is found in Jesus. You've got to go to him. You've got to crawl into his heart. You don't have to crawl too far. His arms are open. His voice is sweet. He calls you and he'll embrace you. Never leave you alone. Never leave you to cry. Never leave you to whimper. Never say, never play games with you. No, no now, not now. Uh, yes, now. Uh, no, not now. God doesn't play those games. The minute you're ready to come to Jesus, he's standing there. And he says, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. So this we must believe, folks. What do we do with the world out there that says, we don't believe you? It's all invention of people and religion. We don't accept it. Well, for a world that has its fancies, that has its passing fads and modes, for a tremendous world that gets up and makes fun of us, oh, you believe? I like the Puerto Ricans. We can always kill something real good. Are you into religion? That's the first thing. You tell anybody that you've given your heart to Jesus. Oh, you're into religion. And then they put it down, you know, like something grandma does. Something grandpa does. Something you do in a nursing home. Something you do when you're, when you're in the emergency room. And somebody comes over and shakes you to death. Accept Christ. And you're saying, oh. You know, th th this, is the, this, is the, this is the treatment they, they give of us or to us. The world has such a way of, of condescending us. Isn't it amazing? Oh, oh, you're one of those believers. Oh. <laughs> then they ask you all these questions. Do they talk tongues in your church? When I was a little girl, they'd ask you, well, are they holy rollers? Do you people roll? I didn't even know what a holy roller was when they asked me. There's a world out there that wants to make fun of you. There's a world out there. That's why our kids suffer so much. That's why we must teach them truth affirmed and example. 
We must teach them truth that runs through our veins. We must teach them truth confirmed in our minds. We must teach them truth that flows from our heart into our pores and comes out. And when they get up with their smart alecky answers, hey, hijito, believe what you want to believe. Hit the highway of all the crazy things out there. Well, when push comes to shove, Jesus will be waiting for you because he's the only real thing there is. And you know what? It's the word of God that stands up to the world and gives it its last slap in the face. The word of God says to the world, before you was, I was. And before you was, I hovered over the face of the waters. And before it was ever said, let there be light, I was there. So world, I was there before you. And when you are no more, I'll still be there. That's the answer of the Spirit. And to this flesh that simply says, I don't have time for religious things. I always remember, I was, uh, I was 11 years old and somebody was preaching the gospel to me. Must have been maybe 12. And I remember my prayer to God. I says, God, I don't really want to get into this. I'm so young. I haven't even tasted what's out there. My prayers were so ridiculous. I said, Lord, I want to paint the world the best color I like. But listen, Lord, I'm going to give you a promise. Between 40 and 50, okay, maybe between 50 and 60, I'll be back. I'll check in, okay? But for now, please leave me alone. I thank God he never heard that prayer. I thank God that a stupidity of a young girl that didn't know if she was coming or going, didn't even know what she ever wanted. So you know who answers? It's the word of God that answers our flesh. And what is the answer of the word of God to our flesh? It's the typology of water. Water gives testimony. That's why I love baptismal services. You know what baptismal services mean? You're buried with Christ. It's a service of death, down, under, over. You're going to leave me down there, sister? No. We'll bring you up real quick. But guess what? When you come up, you're a living testimony of resurrection. And so this flesh can be controlled by the truth of God's word, by the power of God's word. It can be controlled by just loving the Lord with all of our heart. And what do we do with the devil? The devil who would laugh at us. The devil who's got an idea a minute on how to twist and confound this world. And today it seems like he's got more ideas than ever. Why? Because his time is short. It's running out. Amen. And I love God's answer to the devil. He says to the devil, look over there. There's only one place we can take Satan. Only one place. Don't take him anywhere else. Take him to Calvary. Take him to Calvary. Because you see, 
It was in the garden, Genesis 3.15, where the Lord told us that the enemy, the devil, would certainly bruise the heel of the Redeemer. But with that very heel, the Redeemer would crush his head and his power would be no more. And that's what Jesus did at Calvary. So when the devil starts to invite you for all his uh, romping and raving, when the devil tells you that there's a, a world out there moving, woo! You just simply look at the devil and say, hey, come with me to Calvary. Look, devil can't see Calvary. You see, when Jesus said it's finished, it meant him. When Jesus said it's finished, it was his judgment. He's kicking his heels all around, but it's over with him. That's why no Christian, no Christian, no Christian can be possessed by him. Now listen to this. He will try to uh, 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 oppress us. He will try to build a hedge around us. He will try to make fun of us. He will try to scare us. But you know what? Don't be afraid to face him face to face. You say, sister, where do you face the devil face to face? I don't really know. You just stand up and face him. Satan, I face thee in the name of Jesus. And I say to thee, get thee behind me. For I move out in the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that's the witness. That is the witness. That makes us overcomers. Hey, we don't win because we're pretty. We don't win because we talk nice. We don't win because we're stoic. God, oh, We win because in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our smallness, in spite of the many times we fall, we're still winners because we have joined the winner. We stand in the circle of Jesus Christ the Lord and that is holy ground. And the devil say, ah, oh, listen, I saw you yesterday. Man, you were a mess. Hey, what happened on the job the other day? Don't even turn around. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you. And don't even tell him to leave you alone. He's got to. Don't, don't honor him with too much language. In Jesus' name. And you know what? This is the witness that overcomes the world. It's not how filled we are of church and church activities. It's how filled we are of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Woo! That's the strength that moves us on. And that's the strength that makes us victorious. Say amen. amen. Would you repeat after me? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 